Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, it's 6 o'clock on the fan. Boomer and uh, Carton here. Coming from the Investors Bank studio. And speaking of Investors Bank, you know, there was a time when uh, when I came to New York and well, here there, was we another, go. there was another quarterback wearing blue that nobody knew who he was. Now, I will say he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was a Super Bowl MVP. He had one of the greatest performances in quarterback history when it comes to the biggest game. So people recognized him for his brilliance on the field. But where was the brilliance off the field? That's what I always wondered. Where was the personality? Where is the guy that we know today that's got an edge to him that's always bitching about something? Where is the guy today that he and his son just go after each other all the time when they're here intermittently sitting in for either me or Craig? Well, I got him here today, and I am so proud to say that I am a part of a green team with you, the Investors Bank uh, folks who are taking over our studio here. And it is none other than the great Phil Sims. <laughs> okay, now you're going to buy into that. We don't refer to Phil as Phil Sims. <laughs> yes, great Phil Sims. He started that. Uh, you know, Boomer, great to be here with you. And look, I was spending all my energy and being a player, not yes. about worrying about off the field stuff. Got um, it. Sometimes it just distracts from the performance. Let me ask you a question. Field. Did you hire my agent? Uh, yes. Okay, then I, that's all okay. I got to say. Well, well, me... And he wasn't doing contracts for you, you know, with the Giants. He was doing contracts for you off the field. I have like McDonald's commercials. <laughs> I remember doing a Wiz commercial with you. You're a pain in the ass to work with. Wait, you wait. had to have your own trailer. You had to have your own makeup person. I mean, you were <laughs> so high maintenance, it wasn't even funny. Okay, here we are. Yes. A minute 50 in the show, and you haven't shut up well, yet. <laughs> And I'm not going to shut up all day long. But. I, yeah, hey, wait, a couple things. Yes, go ahead. I, I, I do thank you for your agent and all that. Yes. And, and unfortunately, what you're saying, you love telling everybody this story. But unfortunately, it is true. That oh, you're finally coming around. I admit, yeah. What was that first commercial we did? McDonald's. It was a McDonald's commercial. I was in a golf court, a golf cart, and you had the chases. Yeah, I was running after you. Yeah, you were running that because you wanted the hamburger. Uh, you, I, yeah, I, I it was a quarter pounder with cheese. Actually, <laughs> yeah, is what it was. Yeah, I've seen you've eaten quite a few of them. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Two minutes into the show, and you're already insulting no, the no, host. No, no, I'm not. But it's just listen. I watched the show yesterday. Yesterday was like the first little break. You know, I had the all-star game like you did. You had your high school so all-star much. game over in New Jersey. It takes a lot out of you, yes. Whoa, man. I mean, this, it's it's energy. So it's is a, it north and south Jersey? Is that how you break it up? Right, north versus south. And then yes. um, who won the game? The south one, they were just... You know, there's they got a chip on the shoulder, the south They're part gritty. of New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, that, yeah, okay, and it, it shows when you watch even an all-star game. The kids were so into it, so it was great. And um, But yesterday, yes. watching you on the show, Jerry Recco, you were so happy. What do you I mean? mean? What do you mean? Oh, I'm so happy. You were just... Because, because you just couldn't stop talking because <laughs> this guy that sits in this chair here yes. wasn't here interrupting you and whatever. So, yes. Yeah. 
You, I, get, I get a lot of free time now when he's not around. I was going like, to say, take a breath. Like, you're going to pop. Nibbling <laughs> at my ankles the whole time. Yes, there's no question about but it. But it's good to sit and a couple things I've learned. I got here this morning. and um, yeah, What time did you get here this morning? I got here early. I you know, you're like an old man. You got here like at what, 3.30? No, I got here about 5. Oh, okay. But um, were you worried I, about traffic or something? I'm just a boomer. I played what? 15 years in a league. I never got fined once for anything. Well, no, I'm sorry. The league fined me for my socks. Okay. But the team never fined well, me. You, know, you were never late for a meeting, which is never. the way it should, you should never be late. No quarterback should ever be late for a meeting. No quarterback should ever miss a practice. No quarterback should ever be AWOL. Every quarterback, if he's out with his offensive lineman the night before and they're going knee-deep into it, knows that, you know what, I still have to get up and I still have to post the next morning. You know what? You interrupted my thought and I can't... Oh, no, I got it now. I was going to say, I already forgot my thought because you just rudely interrupted. That's okay. That's okay. That's good. Did you oh, like- what do you see Sundays this year? This is going to oh, be Jesus. great. I'm going to just gonna clamp you down, man. It's going to be funny. Okay. What are you talking about? Wait. What for- game are you watching? Let me get this out of my mouth before I forget it, and then we'll get into that. So I walk into your office, and you know there were some things in there, and a little alcohol and stuff. And then I walked into Craig's office. <laughs> I looked in that refrigerator. I'm not going to tell you what all was in there. Oh, it's a mess, man. His man. office is brutal, man. There's no question about it. Yes, he is uh, He is a like a, a combination of, like uh, uh, I would say, Dr. Evil, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Linus, you, you name it. He is just absolutely a mess. Is, is he in town? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Because I, I, when I did this and said I would love to come in and work with you a couple of days and all that, I was hoping Craig was in town because I've never had the experience of going out to dinner with him. I hear it's really kind of like Oh, a it's show. interesting. It, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It is Captain I Chaos. Yeah, your son has uh, been out, I think. Oh, yeah. He tells me stories. I go, you got to be lying. I just can't <laughs> no, be no, true. no, no. It's true. It's all over the place. Don't There's even no look at the menu. He orders like the basically the whole menu. It's just a disaster. So like, your, your son, who's a very picky eater. Right, he's, yes. a, he's a very simple eater. Yes. You know, w- whether it be his cereal in the morning or uh, his steak at night. I don't even know if it's his steak. What, what does he like? Does no, he, he likes he, he's uh, beans and chicken and yeah, all right. that he's stuff. He's not a yeah. steak guy. That's right. Because we went to the prime rib place out in San Francisco for the Super Bowl, and all they serve is prime rib. So he sat next to me. And literally five minutes into the dinner, he, he looked and said, there's nothing else here that I'm leaving. And he got up and, and left. He left. And he left. Nice. He oh. just it's kind of like you. you. That's usually what you do. Oh, yeah. You usually get up and leave. <laughs> but, you know, in all seriousness, uh, it's great to have you on here, Phil. And it's going to be great to be working with you on Sunday afternoons on the NFL today. I don't know about how all this transpired and everything else. All I know is that <clears throat> the powers that be found you a home because Tony Gonzalez decided he didn't want to come back. Right. And it just makes total sense. And your life is going to be so much better for it. I'm looking forward nah. to it. I really am. What were you going to say back there? Yeah, no, no, that's, that ain't, nah. that's, yeah that's Jim Nance. But just, just, that's oh, well, Jim Nance. Oh. Yes. Nah. That's your buddy. Okay. Nah, hello, friends, Jim Nance. <laughs> but just think, some weeks yes. we could do Monday QB yeah. inside the NFL and then have the NFL today. That'd be a little bit too much. That'd be a That'd lot. Be a little bit it's too much. Be a lot, man. I, I would just say this now, and I'm going to go on record saying it. By November 1st, I'm going to be so sick and tired of you, it's not even going to be funny. Well, I'm surprised it'd take that long, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> We're going to come out blazing, I know. That's why I'm going to watch everything I say, because I like for it to be spontaneous when we Good go on Good luck with air. that. Yep. Well, I, I know one thing, that uh, once the games start, and you sit there and you watch all the games, 
you're going to miss the initial foray into uh, doing the game yourself and being live at the game. Sure. But the fact that you don't have to travel, the fact that you could stay home, the fact that you can go to high school football games, which I know you love to do over in New Jersey, the fact that you could actually go out to dinner on a Saturday night without feeling the pressure of worrying about what you're going to say the next day. Yeah. Doing a game, which I know you love as well. Uh, but the NFL today is a, it's just a great family. You're going to fit in perfectly and you're going to love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think I'm looking forward to it in many aspects of travel of course um when i when they made the switch and they told me i was going to be in the studio i there was something i said oh my gosh i can cover the league yes Instead exactly of just yeah. like focusing on one or two games and the travel did came it's yeah a, it, it's a you know like you and i doing the nfl uh inside the nfl over on showtime that's why i was so much better prepared than you were because i <laughs> i get to see all the games you only get to do one game and two teams well it just never came out on the air like that i want to tell you big man but you know the other thing it's, yes. it's and we would always talk we talk always during the when we set up one spot in inside the nfl yeah. and go to the next and of course i talk about the game i just did or the one i'm doing because you know, there's nothing like, which I really will miss, being at practice, standing next to a coach like Bill Belichick, and he just tells you everything. And, you know, just because he trusts you. Well, he well, trusts you. That's why. He trusts me, I guess. But a lot of coaches do that. And, you know, I'm allowed to walk around the field and talk to players. Right. And, they, you know, they never give me the evil eye. Now, there are some coaches out there that here's your spot. Stand in it. Don't move. Don't talk. And don't say a word to a player. But the majority of them are very free with it, and it's just – it gives you a whole – first off, you really learn everything about the game because right. you know what Friday practices are like. What do you do? You rehearse the game. Exactly. You see the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. so you see it all. So I'm going to miss that. And just hearing things that I would never have thought of talking about or – uh, they came to my mind preparing for him. So I'll miss that part. So I'll try to make up have for you, it. Have you spoken to Tony Romo yet at all? Yes. You yeah. have. All right. So uh, do you give him any advice? Do you tell him, look, this is the pitfalls. These are the things you're going to watch. Uh, need to watch out for. And as my voice is gone already, uh, how about the fact that... Uh, Liquor will do that. Uh, well, <laughs> didn't have any last night. <laughs> but uh, how about the fact that it's going to be... An issue when he goes to meet a team, like say the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't, I don't know who's on his schedule or something. Where the coaches in those particular situations Ooh. are not going to trust the fact that he's still very close with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Yeah, do you think that's an issue for him uh, initially? There will be some. I, that's a good. I haven't thought about that, but yes, there will be some of those instances because he's so close to the Dallas Cowboys and they still talk about him and you know who knows what, but. Um, He'll find his way around it, and I had it a little bit when I came out. The 49ers in 1995, I think it was, in 1996, I was with NBC. We go to practice. They're playing maybe the Jets that weekend. I'm not sure. But they stopped practice when I walked out. Really? And stood and looked yeah. at me. And I went, okay, I'm going to stand here and look at you. George Seifert was the head the head coach. Then he came to CBS, which I thought was interesting after that when his career was over out there. But I stood there as long as I could and basically said a few words. And I said, okay, let's go. And then I talked about on the next day on the air how well they treated us. Yeah, but you know, but so you, know you and I both know just how uh, – I would say paranoid coaches are. Yeah, that's that they, the word. They think people are filming their their practices. They think there's people up in the trees with, uh, you know, yeah, uh, 
photographs. And, 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 and listen, a lot of it I understand. I will tell you right now, If I don't know how you would be running the football team, but if I was in charge of a team, it would be total lockdown. Really? Oh, absolutely. So, so you, you would be, as a broadcaster, you would lament the fact that that would be total lockdown, but if you were running a team... You'd be like Belichick. Is that is is he like? But he but he'll allow you to go to practice. Though. Oh yeah, no, he's great with the broadcasters and that, and, right? And especially because you know he's an unbelievable football historian. Yeah. So he thinks if you tried hard and did the best you could, right? He will open the doors. So for he'll you. have respect for you. But when I'm in there, there, just to give you an example, because that's they're the greatest example. I do not see one other person. It with. Not a fan, not a friend of somebody, not a worker, nobody. When I'm on the practice field with the Patriots in meeting rooms, you never see anybody but players and coaches, and they don't either. Yeah, it's what a, people don't realize is that you should listen to Phil Sims as he's sitting in for Craig Carton this morning. What people don't realize is that there are coaches that are open. They're open to having you know people oh. bring guests to practice, business people bringing you know sponsors out to practice and all that stuff. That's not happening. In Forty. New I, I, there, I go to some teams. There'll be as many as fifty people standing around the sidelines. I would think that the I Dallas go. Cowboys would be one of those teams. Um, you know, at their big practice facility that they built now, and it's a. Uh, I've only been in it once. When when I was there, there was nobody there but just the coaches, right. and the team. But that was early. I'm sure they marched through a lot of fans. They have because I think so. I, even when they had their old complex, they would bring them through. So, but it, it, it's just whatever you believe in. But you know what? The league, everything is so close, so tough. That those little things, that, that's what makes the difference in all sports. So I, I, I haven't seen the CBS schedule yet for Sundays, and I'm not sure where Jim and Tony will be. But I, I you know, yeah, hello, friends, Jim Nance. Out, that was the first thing that, that's the first thing that really happened to me was that I had to convince the teams that I was covering that I'm not, you know, tied back into Bruce Coslett at the time, right. who was the head coach of the Bengals. You know, that, yeah, okay, I had a nice little run there. It was great. Uh, I'm done. And, and, uh, I remember it's just like guys would be so careful about the information that they were giving you because I don't think they could trust you just yet. They could not bring it, wrap themselves or wrap around their head that, yeah, okay, he's done playing. He is now a broadcaster. And I would imagine for Tony Romo, when he walks into one of these meetings, it is going to be like bizarro. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of that, but it'll be okay. You know, I think, and it gets down to it. Everybody, they'll be careful what they tell you and all that stuff. But you can always read between the lines what coaches and players tell you. And the greatest thing he's going to have going for him is what? He's an ex-player. He was a quarterback. He kind of knows a little bit about everything that's going on in the field. And I remember when I first got in the business, sitting up there, I could see every play and diagnose it immediately because why? It was like watching film, right. coaches' film. Yeah, and I go, oh, they'd say the wide receiver. I go, got him. I knew what he did. Here's what he just to show the thing. I know what I got it. You know, yes. I wouldn't even ask. And so he, that it'll be like that for him. But the biggest problem he's going to have is what uh, criticizing. Well, I, I would think. Well, yeah, that's going to come no matter what you are. He's he's his his biggest problem is Jim Nance. No, <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> I work it's, with Jim too. Jim's great. So. He's gonna, he's gonna miss the game. Well, yeah. That oh part my gosh, game. that first couple years, I'm going. What am I doing here? I should, I should. If I'm not gonna play, I should at least coach. And hey, what happens if Dak Prescott gets hurt? God forbid. Well, that's interesting. And you know, I would not think Tony Romo would come back to that. Everybody brings it up. You know, you know why. You just don't walk into an NFL team, no matter who you are and how good you are, and think you're going to get it together in one or two weeks. And I would imagine his family is 
pretty concerned about his injury propensity, and, right? And some of the significance of the injuries that he had. But I'll tell you, when he got on the field last year against the Eagles, yeah. late in the season, yeah. he was awesome. Well, it was a short window there. The Eagles' defense had fell apart. But and he was yeah. throwing the ball beautifully. Well, listen, he's a... What's the word? He works on his throwing as much as any quarterback in the NFL. Right. He can talk to you about it. And we talk uh, on it's you. Boring. I, I, it's boring. I know. Yeah, no, my it's God. It's boring. It's hockey. Hey, no, listen, let me explain something. But you're going to sit it to around the talking about thing. guys throwing the football. But, uh, well, you talk, do you hey, talk just about Just give me the ball. I'll throw it. I don't care. I don't care if it has laces, no laces. It's slick. It's not slick. It's aired up. It's not aired up. I could throw it. I was born to throw it. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Well, I don't that, need to talk to you about throwing. You got to refine your art. Oh, pitchers just—they just pitch. They just throw it. They no, don't I care. No, that's a, that's an art as well. There's, okay, there's, there's a craft. So to pitching. there's a craft to it. The shooters just—oh, I can shoot. I'm no, not. No, you got to make sure you have the fundamentals down right. You got to make sure you have your elbow cocked in. You got to make sure that you're jumping straight up and not. You know, there's a lot of. Are stuff you contradicting yourself right, no, right not, here? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because yes. I remember the good coaches that I got along with that actually got the best out of me would always tell me, "Elbow up, elbow up." You know, come over the top, and they would show me film if I was like got away from some of the fundamentals they would go back and they would show me some of the stuff that i was doing and show me uh what i'm not doing right well so, that's good i never was told any of that yeah but i'm so. just telling you uh i could throw anything yeah i don't know about you i could throw anything you yeah. put it in front of me i could throw it yeah and i don't care if it's a uh, you know rugby ball a soccer ball a baseball a basketball a football it doesn't matter volleyball it doesn't right. matter it's, it, listen it's a good you're you're coming across something i talk about all the time yeah. with draft picks yeah what's that with quarterbacks you're either born to throw or not right. and don't give me one that's a made thrower so let me ask you a question tim tebow born to throw or not no right of course not Aaron Rodgers, born to throw or not? Oh, I think so. Did Aaron Rodgers change his throwing motion? Dramatically. People don't realize that. What did he do to change his throwing motion? Well, first off, he watched Brett Favre every day and said, hey, this guy's pretty good and it looks pretty easy and comfortable. So he changed the way he held the football, how he delivered. He changed everything. And And what happened... He became more natural. Oh, what an interesting you know, I, thing. I read, you, uh, read a comment. You said that maybe the greatest thrower of the football that you've ever seen. I thought Brett Favre, we'd never see another guy like that. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is the best but, but, thrower But isn't I've Aaron Rodgers like more compact? He's a more compact and quicker delivery type of guy. That's <laughs> the way he'd want to be. I think about Brett Favre as just a guy, like I just said, he could throw anything and he it could. doesn't matter. And he doesn't seem to me to be a guy that's really too worried about fundamentals. He, yeah, it was loose. But let me just say this. Brett Favre did all the things that you needed to do to be a great thrower naturally. So, you know, he kept his arm, all these things. Yeah. And he did it just like a golfer. You know, some golfers, it looks funny going back. When it comes time to hit it, they're all in the perfect spot, and so do throwers. That would be Jim uh, Furyk. Let's go to Anthony in Belleville. Anthony, you're on with Boomer and uh, Phil. What's happening? Boomer and Phil, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey. Hey, Boomer, can you raise your hand so I know who's who over there? Yeah, yeah, here I am, over here in the black shirt, yes. Hey, you know, he wears black, and I thought I would wear white today. It's one, I thought maybe it would make me look tanned. I don't know if that's that works Doesn't make you look tanned. They can't see you when you got it white on. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, that's too. That's why I had to raise my hand. What do you got? What, what else do you he want? He wears Anthony, black wise because he thinks it's going to make him look slimmer. <laughs> Big, fat Boomer. <laughs> I, I got to listen to this all day now. 
Finally, the NFL today, guys, somebody knows uh, something about football over there. How about hey, that? hey, there hey, we Anthony, go. How about you kiss my you-know-what? Good one, Anthony. Good yeah, one. Yeah, Anthony, I'll tell you what. Anthony's taking shots. All right, 618 on the fan company from in the Investors Bank studio. Two guys on the green team now. Me and Phil, that's right. And uh, Phil sitting in for Craig all day long today. We're going to get into some Phil Jackson stuff. The Yankees got another young guy who had an unbelievable game last night, Miguel Andahar, who went three for four. He's playing DH. I'm sure you know who he is because you're a huge Yankee fan. And Stephen Mats goes seven strong innings for the New York Mets. What do you know? Both baseball teams won on the same night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.